once I got that concept in my head that I want to be useful and not useless, everything changed. I was like, whoa, I'm making decisions instead of things happening to me and me responding. Having control in your own life is one of the greatest forms of peace that you can attain. So that is why I'm happy. I don't know if you're going to see this voice my mom, but I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? Are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been happy? right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet because somebody needs you. Welcome to Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Are You Happy? Podcast. Just as we promised in the past, we have some amazing guests from the business world. So we are going to deep dive once again, but this time it is with a totally different production company. They go by KKO Productions and the head and awesome man in charge, Kelby Joseph. And KKO Productions, what does that mean? Well, they produce amazing, amazing content. They are a creative video agency that is accomplishing goals for businesses through video strategy. So let's find out more about what it means, but also let's let's find out who Kelby is. Kelby, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing super great. Thank you for that amazing intro. I feel amazing being here. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yes, 10, 11 out of 10. I appreciate you and I appreciate every creative person that comes across our virtual stage here because... You have so much to offer and the listeners are going to gain so much insight, no pressure, but they're going to just, you know, be inspired. That's what I love. So tell me, tell me about who is Kelby? Where did your passion come from when you first got here? Who, who are you? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I am first generation Haitian American. My, my parents are hardcore into the regular dream, you know, lawyer, doctor, engineer, teacher. So growing up, I, I knew I was going to be a lawyer. And then in my senior year of high school, I just decided, you know what? I'd rather play one on television. So I moved to LA to be an actor. And in the journey, it was like, okay, I want to be more than an actor. Not to say that being an actor is small, but I just felt like I was being called in many more places. So I wanted to write and produce and direct. And then I, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this company. And we it was originally called Kelby KO Productions because I just said, I'm going to knock out every challenge that comes across my way because, you know, being a successful creative is not the easiest thing in the world. So I started off by making feature films and short films and online content. And something hit me when I made my second feature film. It's called Uncle Ed's Bucket List. It went out and the response from people was not something that I noticed helped elevate anything honestly you know it was some people were like this was cool this was fun to watch some people didn't like it which is totally okay and it encouraged me to find out where my value lies so some years before i was producing content for time warner cable and i made some videos for acts at coachella and all these cool things and i thought that was fun and it was a good way to help fund my passion but slowly working with companies became my passion and it's mainly because I can see the value. I can see the return on the investment. So I started working with these, these smaller up and coming companies, like one called Interdimension TV. We helped them develop their streaming platform. And they went from a company that was, that was struggling to really get people in the door to working with us. We helped them develop their video strategy and we provided them with top tier video production services from script to screen. So from the ideation process 
through to the, the editing, it made everything so crispy and clean that now they have a self-sustainable business that is growing year after year. And just seeing how my work and my team and our ideas are building companies, they're changing people's lives, they're affecting people all around the world, really spoke to me. And I said, wow, this is, this is so much better than just making something that keeps people entertained. This is valuable. And that is where I found my niche. And I know a lot of people jump into doing video and film and media for the creative element. And I love being creative, but I, I want this to, to help build future generations of companies. I want to do something I'm good at that helps people really live out their passion in ways that they never knew was possible. Because on average, you watch a video and these days you just keep scrolling. But what if you watch a video that really changes your perception of what you are thinking about and what people are selling to you and how you want to buy and how you want to engage with commerce? Now, all of a sudden, you've, you've used something that could be valueless and turn it into a tree of value. And you know what a tree does? It continues to produce. So that's what I'm all about. I love all of that. I love your branches and I think you're going to have this massive orchard. So yay. Awesome. I really particularly enjoy the fact that you did go into the creative area and you went into film, you did video, you did short films. Everyone can appreciate the difficulty and what it takes to go in and churn out these long projects or short productions and, and everything that goes into that. There's so much. But what I got out of that was the fact that you realized your strength and where your value was. That's a very, very interesting thing that's never really been touched on yet this year is that sometimes when you create this passion project and you bring it from the ideation to fruition 100%, you know, it became what it was that you saw it to be. But then the, the payoff or the receiving, the response wasn't what you wanted exactly. But then you didn't stop there. You didn't just say, okay, well, I guess I'm done. What you did was something totally different. Right. I think on average, when you make a creative project, the scariest thing is for people to say they don't like it. And I actually didn't really think about that. You know, people not liking it meant that people watched it. And that was okay with me. I expected to be satisfied with the fact that my project was being received. And when things are received in mass, it gives you the opportunity to try again. And when I started getting feedback about my project, about both movies, I felt unfulfilled. I felt, wow, people are watching it and this should make me happy because on the, on the, on the business end of things to continue a career being a creative, people have to consume it, right? They have to, in order for you to just keep making more. So the opportunity to make more presented itself, but something triggered me. I was like, these responses are fleeting. People will watch it after they watch it. Maybe they'll watch it one more time a year later. And, and that's it. That's it. I, I didn't leave a long lasting impression on, on me, nor did it leave a long lasting impression on the people that were watching. Now, it's not to say that that's not what film can do, because obviously it does. We all have our favorite movies. We all have our favorite TV shows. But something about the process, especially with the way films are today, there's so much coming at people 
so quickly that people are churning and burning through content and it's disposable. And if you don't have the way to satisfy people and give them so much content over and over and over and over and over, you're irrelevant. You're, you're useless. So I didn't have the means to just continue that process. My first feature film took me three years to make. Second one took me over two years to make. So if I just kept on doing this, I'd be 50 years old on my fifth project, you know? So I just said, this is not a sustainable way to grow. And when I started working with smaller companies and I aimed for tech, because I think tech has the ability to touch so many people quickly and effectively. And when I started seeing the results, we did a, a YouTube live for a company once, and I just started seeing people saying, wow, this project changed me. It touched me. It impacted my life. It made my every day a little bit better. That response to me said, wow, people are consuming this for long periods of time and it's impacting them. And the more that we have the opportunity to give them, the more that they're receiving it with joy, with race with, you know, and that really, that did it for me. I was like, that's enough. I want more of this. I want to impact people to their core. Not only do I want to help entrepreneurs, I want to help their people, the people they're trying to help. And once all that came together for me, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the move. I don't need to go anywhere else. This is what I was missing. And that's that. It's the warmest feeling that you'll ever have to know that you impacted an audience way beyond an audience that you would normally reach because you're helping out this company and you're giving them the enrichment that they need to shine. And then the receiving from their audience, like you said, this is amazing. This is what I needed. I resonate with this. Thank you so much. Like all of that positivity that generated off of what you did for that company together, right? To put forth that product. That's such a rewarding feeling, right? Totally. Totally. Are you happy? Very similar thing. So are you familiar with the platform for Are You Happy with the docuseries and the documentary? And you're on the podcast and so you know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I believe I've seen some videos, you know, from Are You Happy? And, and they're very impactful because people speak to you guys so candidly. And that's, that's certain things that are, that are missing in the world in our tiny bubbles. You know, there's so many opportunities for you to just hide who you truthfully are. And you guys are just like, here's a microphone, tell us. And people do some stuff that you're like, dang, you know, I didn't know anybody else was feeling like this. And, and I'm a big person on other people's stories. You know, I live in Southern California. There's a lot of homeless people here. And I've had an opportunity to work with those people. And oftentimes I want to just talk to them and just, what is your story? And just listening to what everybody has gone through is really just a masterclass in humility. It's a masterclass in sympathy, empathy, all that stuff. So that resonates through the Are You Happy content. Yes. Thank you so much. And so very on point. It is amazing. The stories that we hear, it's life-changing. In fact, it was life-changing for me and for our audience as well. We, we hear it on the daily, on the daily. So much commenting of like, I, I needed this. I once saw something on my own content that I did for them where this guy was like, I wasn't planning to be here tomorrow, but I saw this and now I'm going to stay. Like that just blew my mind and it forever will be the most influential comment I've ever seen. But yes, all of that, all of the creators, there's about 3000 plus volunteer creators. And so they're out there interviewing people and just giving them that space to be authentic and then talking to them in such a way where 
where it's not forced. It's not, there's not a formula per se, as far as like, oh, if they say this, then be sure you respond with X, Y, Z. It's very, very authentic. The editing in itself is never forced. So all of that, you know, revolves around the premise that all people have a story to tell. And so it's on us to go out and let them tell these stories and, and we get amazing responses for sure. So yeah. it's an honor to to hear these people and to record them. And it definitely translates through the, the platform. I think like now TikTok are you happy is at 4.1 million followers currently on instagram it's at like i think 123k and then like youtube is over 20 or almost at 20,000 subscribers so we're constantly putting it out but not just for you know those the immediate gratification of likes and followers but it's the the subject matter and being able to connect people be, via those experiences that they can say me too that i was feeling that too or that this inspired me or this made me feel better even that little bit so it's just so powerful and it's amazing so i agree on on what you're saying as far as being able to do that for someone else and it really unlike anything it's, it's almost like the ultimate selfless act right because yeah. you don't have you don't have an, an end game in mind but you're doing it for an altruistic purpose of lifting someone else up it's social media for a great social cause that's what it is not all bad on the internet, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. So tell me more about that. What do you mean by social media for, for a good cause? So we, we live on the internet nowadays, especially post-COVID, right? The whole world is on the internet. And you hear every day of the negatives of social media, right? It's addicting. It's, it's messing with kids. It's influencing people. It's, you know, it, there's all this negative. But ultimately, I think if you break down the words, right, social media, it's not just the platforms. It's, of course, the people using it. Mm -hmm. So what if we made a conscious decision to use these platforms to share stories? And they may not always be great stories, but what if we share stories that are impactful and are effectively resonating with people. And that's why I say it's social media for social cause, because you're taking the stories of people that you just walk by on the street and you don't know, right? Like you really don't know. You're just looking at somebody, they may be having a bad day. They may be having a great day and you really don't know from from A to Z what's happening in their life. But then when they open that door a little bit for you, it humanizes and the internet is often just an avatar and some letters and somebody yelling, <laughs> right, in all caps. But when you just take that away and you're like, oh, you're a human being, that's like, whoa. And that's crazy, right? The time that we live in that we have to remember that human beings are human beings. It's like, you know, we live in Wally, but, you know, we once you remember that, you're like, oh, snap, there's a person typing on the other side. And it's just it's a trip. So it's just a great reminder that you should live by the golden rules. Just be nice to one another. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times we hear that as a message to the world when we ask, what is your message? Be nice, be good to each other. The golden rule, it's prevalent. So the basics are often, you know, looked over. There are basics for a reason, you know. Yeah, for real. For mm. real. Mm -mm -mm. Amazing. So Wally, we're, we're pretty much living in Wally, not entirely. I mean, we don't have those conveyor belts yet. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Once Apple is like, they want conveyor best. All right. We got them. You know, once Apple figures that out, it's over. I'd be down with that space travel, though. You know, oh, yeah. aircraft. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm good with the short term, like vacation to Mars real quick. OK, cool. But I, I want I want to come back. Do you think Mars is going to become like the new Newport Beach 
<laughs> you know what? If it did, that would be amazing. I would definitely start a video production company over there and have videos talking about, oh, look at how great Mars is. It's lit like, over here. I mean, come on. They'd be like influencers doing planet. Home influencers, you know, we'll, we'll bring all of Instagram over to Mars. That's how they grease up. You got all the influencers over there looking amazing. I, I kind of feel like as creative people of all kinds, no matter where you are in production or wh where you are, if you're starting out or, you know, you've been in there for a minute or CEO, it's just important to surround yourself with all kinds of creative people. Yep. Yeah, it is. It keeps you young too. You know, there's one thing that I'm, I don't want to be, and it's the person that's real, real happy to be disconnected. You know, I want to find ways to connect with people. Now there's some things that you can phase out of life, but I don't want to be the person that's always questioning. Like, oh, wait a second. What, what is this? You know, like I want to be in the know. I want to be cool with the creators. I want to stay young. You know, I don't think I want to see a gray hair for at least another 30 years. The black is looking too good on me. Yeah, that's great. Totally agree. I mean, it's, it's good to stay, stay in touch with everyone. And, and, you know, it's, there's always something to learn. That's the greatest thing about, you know, being in a creative space, always something to learn. Look at the new camera technology, look at all of the editing AI stuff that's coming down the chain like there's so so much i mean before you know celluloid was an actual thing filming on real film was an actual thing and now it's a luxury oh, like what yeah. <laughs> yeah it is you know after the world after 2009 is a trip it's a trip the moment that the motorola phone came out and android became a thing it's like all right now we're gonna hyper speed into things we're at the point now where we have 14 iphones and for like seven iphones straight we're like is this the same phone that's how fast technology like hyper advanced and then now they're like what else can we put in this let's put candy in it let's come up with some cool stuff to put in the iphone that's how fast technology moves yeah they've introduced some cameras i think from red and somewhere else where like frame io which is you know the software where you can go and share and edit and everything yep. now the cameras have it embedded in the camera so when you're shooting on location it's going straight into frame and it's filtering straight to your editors wherever they are at which is crazy. They're literally editing from the shoot and they can tell you, oh, that, that was a good take or no, you need to redo it. Like right then and there. Like what? <laughs> Wally. We're, we're in Wally. Telling you. Well, you know, for a long time, they said we were headed toward the Jetsons age and we're like, what, when, like, you know, where's my little jet? You know, we're not there. We're still not there, but I'm waiting toward Not it. quite, but you know what? I think if the Jetsons look at some of the stuff that we have now, they'll still be like, oh, how can I get some of that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think their phones are not as cool as our phones, which is interesting. Definitely. So when it comes to, to your production company for KKO, right? My question there is that you develop this awesome turnkey style almost. Would you say it's turnkey? I would say it is because if you're going from ideation all the way to like the actual product, it's pretty much turnkey style in the sense that, you know, start to finish, right? Yeah, correct. So from what you've seen, you know, when you do all of that, how do you make sure that your client is receiving like exactly what they want? How do you know that their vision is always first and foremost alongside your team or that it's, you know what I mean? Like that it's always the most prevalent piece. Like how do you ensure that? So that's a great question. And the way to answer that is by saying, and this is going to come to you as a surprise, the video is the least important part. So what we do is when a client comes to us, we actually interview them and we learned who are you? What are you looking for? Why do you want it? And do you know who is going to consume what you're trying to put out in the world? And we get all of this information, we get all of this feedback from them that that gives us the tools to take their ideas and put it in video form. The most important part about creating video strategy 
is knowing that the client is coming to you with a solid, solid foundation of their company. So when they share that information with us, it almost does it the work on its own. You know, they they give us the information and we just throw in our creative bits that says, okay, this is going to work really good for an Instagram campaign versus a TikTok campaign. This is going to work really good for a Facebook campaign versus a YouTube campaign. Or even sometimes it's good for television. That is how we do it. You know, we really just come in and we, we don't inject our professionality into something you guys injected into us and then we mix our serum together and give you guys what you're looking for another great thing about it is clients come to us because they're not always a hundred percent sure what they need they have a percentage of information of an idea of what they're looking for and they're coming to a consummate professional to say look this is where we're starting we need you to fill in the blanks and we come in and we do just that once we have that solid understanding of what they're looking for and who they that is awesome and very thorough. I love it. I like how you really interview them in the initial stages and find out more about them because how can you create something that's, you know, on brand with them or even that's going to elevate them if you don't know who they are? Honestly, honestly. Yeah, mm, exactly. So one of our favorite parts of this show is asking you other questions like, are you happy? I would say that I am happy. I am happy. But I, I won't say I'm happy because of where I am in life. I'm happy because of the journey that I'm on. That's why I'm happy. And knowing that I'm totally in control of what I'm able to control in life. Oftentimes in the journey, you feel like life is happening to you versus you happening to life. And you don't have a good control of like what's happening, what's going to happen next. And I'm at a good place where I feel like life will throw challenges at me and there's not one that I haven't been able to overcome. And that makes me happy. Is there a certain challenge that comes to mind that you think of off the bat? Yeah. First of all, being an entrepreneur is the most challenging, especially in the creative space, is my life's greatest challenge. And I would say because Originally, I went to school, I studied acting. And even when I started the company, I didn't have a great grasp of how to take this thing to the next level. And life was really happening to me. And that gives you violent highs and violent lows. And it doesn't allow you to prepare for the future. So there was a, a couple of times I was considering just shutting this thing down. And I actually went back to school and I was going to learn corporate finance. And my mom was the one who told me the day before my MBA program started, she was like, you know, you're not really good at math. And I was like, you know what? That's actually right. I'm not a math person, but I was just like, I just want to do something that I can grasp in life and be better off. And she said, you know, you have this business. I understand it's not doing that well right now, but I think if you can learn, if you can make an, if you can take initiative and be accountable for what you've already done and what you're about to do, you can take this thing, turn it around, and it could be the greatest blessing and not a huge hindrance like it is right now. And it didn't take me more than about three minutes to take that advice. And I switched my I switched my major. I still did the MBA program, but I did entrepreneurship. And I learned from the bones up, you know, how, how do I build a business? And that not only came into play to help me build my business, but that affects everybody else that I'm working with because most people are at point A and they're trying to get to their destination. And you always have to start from the beginning. 
There's no way around it. You have to start from the beginning. So learning how to do it for myself allowed me to have these transferable skills that help me grasp life to find out like, you know what? I don't want to just make things that just appear. I want to be valuable. Boom. Once I got that concept in my head that I want to be useful and not useless, everything changed. I was like, whoa, I'm making decisions instead of things happening to me and me responding to them. And having control in your own life is one of the greatest forms of peace that you can attain. So that is why I'm happy. That's one of the examples of happiness that I have. Is there anything else that you would say as far as if you could share a message with the world, what would that be? I'm here. Um, can you um, get back out and then I'll bring you back in? I'm still here. Oh, that was uh, Siri. Oh. Yeah, sorry. She's Siri, can you like give us some minute right? Things. This is an A-B conversation, Siri. I'm keeping that. Editor, please keep Do that. It. Oh my God, that was funny. So yes, uh, is there is there like a, another message that you would share with the world that you didn't really quite say in that beautiful summary? Yeah, I would say for, for anybody who's looking to find success in in life, especially if you're young, don't be afraid to have a student mentality because everybody has to start somewhere. And the most valuable thing you can have is a network. So if you always put your best foot forward, be the hardest working person in the room and understand that when times get tough, you're the person they can't let go of because you're the hometown hero. You're valuable. You'll always be ahead of the game. You'll be recession proof. You'll be you'll be impactful. You'll be that person. So always keep your head down, grind and be ahead of the game. That's what I would say. That is top 10, one of the best advice pieces. And I'm not just saying that. Totally agree with that. Making yourself valuable and and being that go-to person, that key person who not only is someone that people rely on, but also is someone who has taken the time to nourish themselves mm. and get educated in these areas. Being able to educate yourself not only to achieve that objective, but to lift other people. That's another core key thing to learn is how to lift other people. Because right. you can be amazing at something, but if you can't right. teach that to someone else or give that to the next generation, then it stops with you and we can't have nope. that. Nope. You have to be the seed. You got to be the seed that builds the tree. Come on now. If you if you could kind of like think back overall, what's like the one thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur that you will just not learn in school? Oh, okay. The the one thing that you will not learn in school, there's two answers I want to say, but I think I'm going to lean towards this one. So I would say that that school offers you the the foundation and I'm big on foundation. I'm big on school. I'm big on education. And it gives you the foundation. You'll learn about how to future proof your business, how to create a sinking fund, how to do all these things. But school will not teach you how experience eases challenges. So today you may feel like you want to just go lay down by the beach and retire and be done and work from your phone and the company just companies and that's it, right? But there is nothing like putting your head down, putting in the 10,000 hours and then looking up and everything that used to be a challenge is now a memory of when the first, second, third time you overcame it. Now you know how to do it with ease. Now you do pick up your phone from the beach and say, oh, that's not a big deal. Let's just do this. And Putting in the effort is so important because that sweat equity, you know what happens when you sweat, right? You get results. When you sweat, you you know what I'm saying, right? When you go to the gym, pretty much, this is the gym of life. 
when you go to the gym and you sweat, you start feeling a little cozier in your clothes. That's what happens in business. When you put that sweat equity in, you start overcoming challenges easier and easier. And then the bigger the challenge, the better you're doing. And then when you overcome that and it's behind you, the bigger the house, the more private the beach, the newer the iPhone, the fresher the car. You got to go through all of that, all the lows to reach the highs. And to be honest with you, it's like it's like when you when you go too high in elevation too quickly, you know, your ears start popping. Right. Because you didn't even you didn't do it in incremental stages. You just went for it. And oftentimes when you hit the peak too fast. You don't even know how to respond to it. You don't even know how to manage that. You don't even know how to sustain that. So going through it is the most important thing. It's like going through the ugly stage when you're growing your hair out. You got to go through it. So that way you can shake your dreads at the end and manage to reap what you sowed. That is what you won't learn in school. Work ethic. Well, I certainly appreciate the school aspect as well, but also this vital information. Totally agree. You are very well versed in life. You are also amazing with metaphors. Oh my goodness. So that is the best possible point to close out with. Thank you so much for being our guest on Are You Happy? Real quick before we go, please let our audience know where to find you. Where do they find KKO? All the socials, the sites. Let's go. Let's do it. So if you are interested in KKO Productions, go to KKOPRO.com. That's KKOPRO.com. That's where you'll find some of our work. We recently shot a commercial for Braun. Some of that will be on that website. And then you can just schedule a moment to chat with me or one of the representatives from our company. You can follow us on Instagram. The company Instagram is KKO Productions. My Instagram, where I, I post the greatest memes and videos, is K-A-J-S-L-A-R-E. So that's KJ Slayer 4. That's where I live. I'm a big jokester, but at the same time, I like to be serious about the business. So I like to be that way. And uh, yeah, that is where you can find us. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. We will make sure that all of that information is also detailed in the description of our show. Thank you again so much for being here. And you guys there at home listening, I hope that you were entertained and learned so much. I'm sure you did. And you had a whole lot of laughs. I know I did. Thank you for joining us. See you next week for another episode of Are You Happy Podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. The Are You Happy Hour and Are You Happy Hotline are brought to you by Are You Happy Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy, the docuseries, can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy, the Happy Hour.